Greetings, and thank you for joining us for the 11th episode of DC Animation with Spencer and Friends. This is an LMG podcast production. Today, I'm joined by a dear friend. Hello, I am that dear friend. My name is Alexis. Alexis, so happy that you could be here uh, with me today. Uh, real quick, can you just tell me about your DC consumption? Uh, comic books, video games, movies, TV shows. What what DC are you or have you been consuming? So I think as a child, I probably consumed more DC animation because I used to watch Teen Titans and then the Justice League all the time. And then the animated like movies randomly. Um, but I think I've geared more over to a Marvel person as of late, just because of all that content. Uh, I get it. I'm not surprised. That's the track a lot of people have taken. So, you know, that's okay. So as far as DC goes, um, who do you like? Um, well, I like the big three, obviously. So there's Superman, Wonder Woman, and batman because he's cool um but yeah i like green lantern too just because they're different so yeah we'll talk about that um i grew up with a different green lantern though than what most of them are now so back in my day it was john stewart that is correct jordan that's correct. So. It's John Stewart. Uh, I I live in that same place. Uh, my Green Lantern is John Stewart, and I was kind of upset when I found out he wasn't the OG. Like, yeah, I did. I did did not know that until the bad Ryan Reynolds movie came out. Wow. Because <laughs> uh, I, I was like, why is a white man playing <laughs> John <Lantern>. Stewart? <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. Uh, I did. I knew about Hal before that, but whenever I found out that uh, John was not like the first one or the OG one, I was like, of course he wasn't. Great. Cool. That's not what I wanted to hear today. I was sad. I was not happy about it, but it's fine, I guess. Um, today, we're going to talk about Hal a little bit. Um this movie was only barely about Hal, but um, he was you know. the like narrator keeping the plot going. So, I will say I appreciate you for joining us on this journey through DC animation. Today's film is Green Lantern: Emerald Knights. This film was released July seventh, two thousand eleven. I will read a synopsis of this film, and then we're just going to talk about it. So, um, yeah, we open. With a Green Lantern battling shadow demons that emerge from a star and, well, R.I.P. The Guardians then call a staff meeting to discuss what happened. They were sent by Krona. And we learn a little bit more. We learn a little bit about Krona. Uh, the Guardians know that Krona does not play around. And so they decide to evacuate because, again, Krona does not play around. Uh, while standing in line to charge their rings, Hal begins to tell Aresia the story of the first Green Lantern. Uh, there was chaos, and the Guardians had to do something, so they used the power of will to create Green Lantern rings. Four rings were created, and one of them found its way to Avra, who was essentially the Guardians' stenographer. Um, the four lanterns 
are then thrown into the thick of things and they are destroying enemy ships left and right but they were just too much and one of the first four green lanterns dies the other three are discussing what needs to happen next and they decide to retreat but avra decides no i ain't going out like that and he wills his first construct and of course um they get the w because he shows that he has the willpower uh, that is needed to get the job done. And then, of course, more rings are created and Avra's lessons are taught to all of the Green Lanterns, hence now and forevermore. For the next story time, we meet Deegan, uh, the GL drill instructor that trains a young Kilowog. Deegan takes the new Lantern rings... Uh, the new lanterns rings from them and makes them try to survive under very deadly circumstances. Kilowog asks why and gets his ass beat for it. Then they are made aware of a battle and Deegan gives some encouraging words and then uh, RIP. They do win the battle, but uh, Deegan, you know, sacrifices himself um, in order to make that happen. For the next story time, we learn about Lyra. For her first mission alone, she is sent to her home, and she just finds it in ruin. She and her evil stepmother fight, and she comes out with the W pretty easily. Then she has to fight her brother, and that one, you know, is a little harder, but uh, she comes out with the W on that one too. We get flashbacks of the invasion, and we see that Lyra inherits the Green Lantern Ring, and her dad is pissed. And of course, he is the final boss fight. So after he gets his ass beat in round two, he seppukus. In the next episode of Storytime, we learn about Bolfunga and Mogo. So Bolfunga wants to be the greatest warrior there ever was. And so he's just defeating people all over the place, trying to prove that he is the GOAT. Uh, after taking his last victory, he is made aware of Mogo, someone he has not yet defeated. So, of course, Bolfunga goes to find Mogo. Bolfunga lands on a planet and starts looking for Mogo, cutting down trees, you know, just causing a ruckus, blowing things up, only to realize that Mogo is, in fact, the planet. And Bolfunga finds himself being defeated. Before the next story time, Shadow Demons attack and Aresia is knocked out. We then jump into the next story time, which is about Abin Sir. He is fighting Atrocitus with a low battery. And Atrocitus tries to destroy the battery, but Abin Sir gets the charge he needs and defeats him. He and Sinestro then start discussing whether or not destiny is a real thing. Atrocitus lets Abin Sir know of the future that he sees, which involves Sinestro destroying the Green Lanterns. Of course, Abin Sir doesn't believe him and locks his ass up. In present times, Krona emerges from the sun, and dude is a problem. Aresia comes up with a plan to throw a planet at him, and they, you know, start making that happen, and then the Shadow Demons show up, and uh, it's it's an issue. Like, the Shadow Demons are about to, like, stop this from happening. But luckily, Mogo shows up, and they throw the planet at him, and Krona is defeated. They update their Bible with the recent events, and they use Mogo as the new Lantern HQ. Credits. I appreciate that you said that they update their Bible, because the whole time I was watching this, I was like, are the Green Lanterns a cult? <laughs> Is this <laughs> a religion? 
Like, what is happening? Like, ran by little blue Yodas? Like, what's happening? Okay, let's talk about that. Um, <laughs> so, do you see the Green Lantern as a cult? What what is what what defines a cult? Like what at what point do we at what point are we no longer a cult or at what point is it actually a cult? Well, I mean, if it's a cult, it's not necessarily a bad one because like they're going for the greater good because they're the green guys, not the red guys, you know? So they're trying to be like better, but they're like, once you have the ring, you die for the ring. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, you have no autonomy over your life anymore. It's a little culty. Um, I'm not going to disagree with that. And, you know, not every cult is bad. We typically associate the word cult with negativity for obvious reasons. Um, Usually with cults, um, somebody claims themselves to be God and they require obedience from their followers or whatever uh we do kind of have that um and i guess because this is comic books it's a little different but like you know with cults they kind of like find people at their lowest and convince them that this is what's best for them the green lanterns do that a little bit uh but they don't I guess, actively recruit. They only look for people as needed and they let the rings do it for them because the rings are sentient, I guess, and the rings know who the worthy people are because the Guardians of the Galaxy, I get, or the Guardians of the Universe, I'm sorry, um, know everything. So, you know, one could argue that the Green Lanterns are a cult. Um, they are an intergalactic police force and they protect different sectors of the universe. But, um, you know, I'm not mad at the, the whole cult idea. So firstly, are you, um, are you familiar with an anthology series? Yeah. Like I literally have a note, like I appreciated the anthology of <laughs> all of this. Cause it was like the beginning where we are now yeah like this this was very much this ran like an anthology because it told several different stories that were independent but connected and you know sometimes an anthology can work and sometimes it can't do you feel like it worked here um i feel like to an extent yes because like I had to watch it a, a couple times, not gonna lie. But uh, when I like rewatched it, I was like, oh yeah, no, this makes sense. Because if you're not familiar with like the lore and like how Green Lanterns happen, like you just think, oh, they just show up one day. You don't know that the ring like chooses them and stuff. It helped explain a lot of that. So that was good. And then by the time it got to the end, it was like, oh, okay, cool. So they all just kind of work together. Yeah, because I feel like uh, there was an earlier episode we did um, with Green Lantern First Flight, which is an origin story for Hal Jordan. I feel like this kind of acted as an origin story for the Green Lantern concept. Um, And then it took us through, you know, some of the people that we see and some of the people that, you know, you would otherwise not really know about. Um, I feel like as far as popular Green Lanterns, most people know who Abin Sur is. Most people know who 
most people have at least seen Kilowog, um, but a lot of people would not have known Lyra. Um, Aresia is new. Uh, Mogo, like you may not know who Mogo is, but uh, yeah. So I feel like, you know, it it did some uh, some necessary storytelling as far as the Green Lantern lore goes. Now, what did you think of the first piece of the anthology? So Avra. Um, so I liked that one a lot, but then at the end, okay, so I didn't know the name of the Green Lantern, so I just kept calling it the credit card looking one, <laughs> the flat one. Oh, um, yeah. when, they, when they were like, we need to just leave. I was like, that's not the way. And then <laughs> Avril was like, no, we must find it within ourselves. And then he goes out there and turns into like a badass when he was the one that was like scared the whole time. Cause he was like, I'm just a scribe. What do I do? Um, but I thought that one was cool because at the end it was like explaining, like eventually Avril would fall too. And then it would all go into its thing. And then also like immediately one of the OG Green Lanterns like died. And I was like, oh no. And the ring, boop went and did its thing so yeah I thought that one was a good kind of like base to build everything off of because like you were saying it's more of an origin for the lantern like itself so it was kind of explaining like you have to have the will within yourself and like the drive to do the thing and so they did the thing <laughs> yeah um I, one thing I forgot to ask about so in the beginning uh that that first green lantern that we see where like the shadow demons show up like the way that they killed people was like they just disappeared. Yeah, I literally was like, "Oh, she got ripped to shreds." She got ripped to nothing. Like she yeah. she she was gone. Like the only thing left was the wrist. <laughs> and yeah, like uh, you were like R.I.P. and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, R.I.P." As like, Kilowog's like, "Where are you? What are you doing? Ah. Uh, yeah, what's going on?" Tell me, tell me. And, and yeah, no. Uh yeah, those shadow demons, they they were a they were a serious problem. Because again, they mm-hmm. were obliterating people. And these are Green Lanterns who have like shields and stuff, and they just like ate her. And uh so yeah, it uh that was yikes. Those things they 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 put some stakes in there because again, like people were just disappearing. And so it would suck to like fight one of those things and live, but like one of your limbs didn't make it. Cause that's very much a possibility. Like they, they make things disappear. Like they do magic tricks. So like, could you imagine trying to wield the magic of the ring with like one arm? Yeah, it wouldn't be great. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, the credit card looking one is hilarious by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, I was like, okay, credit card, just whip, whip, whipping. And then it was like, we need to run away. And I was like, what? And evidently the credit card was a warrior. Credit card uh, had, you know, done this before and knew what the deal was. But that was, uh... and the, the credit card, what it did, like when it turned itself like into a bullet and just like ran through that ship, I was like, that was a good move. Yeah. You could be and only able to do that because of the credit cardness. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. That's weird. Um okay. So, what do you think about the second story? 
Deegan was a wild ride. Yeah, he was. Um, and that's the so normally I you know point out a comic book origin for these movies, and I'm not as familiar with Green Lantern, so I don't know what the comic book base for this movie was, or if each story had its own comic book origin, or if any of them did it, like if any of it was based in comic books, or if this was a completely new story, but I do know that that is pretty close to Kilowog's origin. Um, I think the drill sergeant guy had a different name, but from what I remember, that is like Kilowog's origin story pretty much to the letter. Um, I remember Kilowog being called a poozer and being in, you know, put in dangerous situations and surviving and then being like, uh, what the fuck, guy? And then them being like, oh, there's a situation that we need to go handle. And then that guy uh, dies, but says to Kilowog, you're a real lantern now, son. And like draws in his own blood the little lantern symbol. So like I I know that all of that does happen, but that's the only comic book reference that I'm aware of. So if anybody knows, you know what comic books these things come from, uh, if at all, then uh, you can let us know. Uh, we talk about it all the time, but uh, we have a Facebook group and a Twitter page and a YouTube channel, and so yeah, you can let us know on any of those things. So. Anyway, I'm not going to spend too much time plugging the socials. I'm just, we're just going to talk about this movie and the things associated with it. But yeah, he was a wild ride. And whenever uh, he took off his ring and he was like, what did you just say to me? And then continues to beat his ass. Beat his ass. like Because I wasn't sure how that was going to go. Because Kilowog, you know, the Kilowog we know is That's a big uh, dude. He's formidable. But uh yeah, he beat his ass and then went on to say, like, growing old is a luxury in this line of work. And so how dare you come at me with the I don't care about you and I want to see you be hurt uh rhetoric. We're not doing that. I am here to make sure that you are prepared. And then, you know, there's some mess that happens. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Deegan was interesting. And the uh, since you come from uh, the MCU, you may feel this way or not. Um, if you're familiar with Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Deegan may have given Yondu energy just a little bit. Yeah, because it was very like, because he called him like Brillo, but and stuff and then after he beats his ass has to give them their rings back and dropped it on the ground and i was like oh the disrespect i was like you already beat him up uh, yeah you throw the ring the ring that you respect you threw on the ground yeah like oh the disrespect but then um whenever they uh you know, go to the planet, start fighting, and then Kilowog comes to save him. He almost does like a, you make me proud, Kilowog. Um, and you know, he with his dying declaration is like, you've uh, you did it. You are you are truly a lantern in my eyes, and I respect you because you came through like you were supposed to. Yeah, just like Yondu to Peter was like, you've always been my boy. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, and of course, Deegan doesn't have a I'm Mary Poppins, y'all, but that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what about uh, the third story? Dude, Lyra's family? Trash. Like, there was, some, every, there was some, some trauma in there. Every single one of them. I was like, dang, dude. Because, like, evil stepmom. I was like, ew. Her brother just acting a fool. And then her dad was literally, like, hating on her because he was jealous that he didn't get chosen and she got chosen instead. And I'm like, dude, that's why you did not get chosen? Because you wanted it for selfish reasons. That's exactly why. Uh, so with the evil stepmother, um, I was a little confused. Like, I didn't realize she was in, like, a suit. I thought that I that was either. I thought that was just her. And I was like, oh, okay, dad, that's uh, quite a choice. It's a robot, just C-3PO in the sky. Yeah, like, that thing's face doesn't move. And I don't like it. And then uh, she, like, ripped the little mask off. And I was like, ah, there's a there's a person under there. I, yeah, I was like, oh, they're purple. Okay, they're, they're, okay. they're a part I of thought, the group. <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was just, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we, we learn eventually that uh, this is a situation where her father, like, decided to lay waste to all, any and all opposition because I'm sure that she didn't, she may not have known exactly what she was walking into, but she probably figured, Oh, I figured the stepmother was behind my people trying to destroy others, but it was, it was actually you father. And I can't get behind that. Um, So yeah, the evil stepmother, that was light work. That was, that was easy. Like she didn't have to take long. And then whenever she dropped down, um, and she was at the door and the guards were there. She was like, you can let me in or you can get these hands too. She didn't say that. She was like, I really don't want to fight guys. Just let me in. But I took it to mean you can either step aside or you can get these hands. And uh, he made the right choice. He moved out of the way. Yeah. And then, yeah, the brother, I just, I... I was like, just just finish him up. Like, beat his ass. Get him, get him out of here. I don't like him. I don't like him at all. I'm like, he was cocky. He was turning invisible. I was like, what is this? No. <laughs> yeah. And then she was like, all right, enough of that. And then she, like, um, cleared the room. So, yeah. Um, So, then we get to Dad. The final boss fight. Now... We, we we see some family trauma here. And, I mean, the good thing is, she was a warrior from her upbringing. So, you know, she was able to hold her own uh, with or without the ring. But with Dad, um, I thought that that was an interesting dynamic because that is something that does happen in real life from time to time. A parent being jealous of a child because the child is, you know, outshining them or, you know, doing better than they are, the one who actually gets chosen or whatever. And it was especially hard for him because, like, it hit him right in the pride. Like, he was defeated and was like, cool, I'm going to get this ring and I'm going to be able to handle this as the king and the leader. And uh, that's not what happened. And I think that he was mad not only because he couldn't do it, but because his daughter called in help from other people. And yeah, because I, I think that's what bothered him the most is like, uh, you you're supposed to come to me when things go badly, but you have this new family that you called in, and I don't like it. 
Yeah, because like she goes in to the room where that is and automatically this little like memory thing opens and it's her as like a little kid and it's like her going to him and then he brings up like this doll and he's like I used to give it to you when you were having a hard time but then we decided that you were too soft and we were going to turn you into a warrior now and then and then he was just like you always came to me and then you stopped and I was like dude calm down like his pride like his ego got hit so bad and so he just turned into like chaos yeah a terrible guy now um lyra's voice actress uh kelly hugh i love kelly hugh kelly hugh is in a bunch of dc things and she's a voice that i immediately recognize like when i hear her i'm like that's kelly hugh um she i i don't know this to be true but she might be in the most dc projects be it live action or animated like she's in a lot of stuff as a lot of people um, so I'm glad that they used her in this movie. I would have probably used her as someone else, but that's okay. Uh, I'm not mad about it. We'll talk about kind of voice acting in general, uh, later on, but yeah, I did notice one thing in her story. So the green lantern whose ring she inherited, you know, the thing with the big head and the little limbs, uh, you mean the modop? <laughs> uh i mean that's disrespectful but yes he's trash but that's what i immediately thought when i saw it because it's just a big head with tiny limbs yes um and i know him as gallius zed um i'm pretty sure that's that's the name that i know him as now he died right but then when we come out of the flashback he was in the room yeah, see, that's what made me think, like, is there another, like, same species? There has to as be. As him, because, yeah, I'm like, dude died. Like, he got beat to death. But he's the only one that I, like, I only, I've only ever seen one large head Green Lantern, and it's Galaga yeah, like Z. So if there are more of him, then I don't know about it, because we know that there are multiple human Green Lanterns. And so maybe there are multiple dot green lanterns but yeah i i was confused when i was like oh he died and then oh he's standing right there in I today like, times i feel like the animators just got a little lazy and said oh we have to bring in all these green lanterns copy paste because there are so many of them um and they have you know different species they could have used another credit card yeah like you just have to change it from pink to like purple or something and it would have been just fine yeah but i i I don't know if that was the same person because if it was the same person, then that makes no sense. Um, but if it was like, again, I don't, and it may be because I don't know Green Lantern super well, but as far as I know, there's only one MODOK Green Lantern and he died. And then he was in the room whenever they were, you know, evacuating or whatever. So mm -hmm. I thought that was weird, but um, yeah. And He's sepukud. That's not what I expected to happen. Uh, but yeah, he was like, no, I'm going to maintain my honor. Because uh, he got defeated by his daughter because he put on the ring and the ring rejected him. Yeah, I literally yelled, not him falling on his sword, taking the coward's way out. <laughs> yeah, he did a sh straight sepuku. And I, I was surprised by that. Um, 
Okay, what about the next one? Bolfonga and Mogo. Bolfonga was really out here doing the most. And I was like, my guy, simmer down. He wanted to be the GOAT. He said, no challenger can defeat me. And we've seen that concept several times all over the place. But um, yeah, he just kind of had an electric axe and a bunch of probes that he could do with whatever he wanted. So yeah, but I mean, evidently he was a problem. And he was voiced by Roddy Piper for our wrestling fans out there. I knew that voice sounded familiar. I was like, why am I hearing this? Yeah, like who, in like who a do different I know? face. Yeah, and that's <laughs> yeah, it, it was definitely uh rowdy Roddy Piper. Um, I now that one I knew how that one was gonna go because I'm familiar with Mogo, and so whenever he landed, I was like, this is not gonna go well for him. It's not going to go was, well for him at all. I, I was not. So I was like, oh, at the end of that, I went, oh, shit. <laughs> it's, oh, shit. I was like, it's the planet. Because I was like, how is he missing this thing? Because all those little probes were like, Green Lantern matter, Green Lantern matter. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, because it's where he's, it, he's literally just on it for and months. They tried to give you a little hint because when he started cutting down trees, there was some like little Green Lantern energy just kind of coming from the ground. So they they tried to like let you think like oh what what's that what's happening there, um, but yeah unless you knew Mogo was the planet you would not know that Mogo was the planet because did they make a ring that size or is the ring just somewhere on Mogo or what's the deal because yeah. Mogo just looks like a regular planet until it decides to show the Green Lantern emblem. Well, and Mogo doesn't socialize, according. Yeah. To all the other Green Lanterns, too. And then that, like, Titan that Mufungo fought earlier was like, but Mogo? Yeah, you, you haven't defeated <laughs> Mogo yet, though. And he was like, who the fuck is Mogo? I, I Just the guy you haven't defeated yet. That's all I can tell you. He just, you he won't. Just, yeah, you, you won't. He's too much. And, you know, that was, uh, that was funny. Because, uh, yeah, he got, like, uh, and, and Mogo turned the gravity on. I was like, oh, that's not good. That is not good at all. I kind of wonder how the Guardians decided, like, yes, this planet has willpower and is worthy. Because, like, I feel like living planets have been, like, a thing in, like, various spheres of stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. Like, what makes you just go, oh, yeah, this jungly planet. Yeah, and save us all. (laughs) And if Mogo doesn't socialize, I'm surprised Mogo agreed to be the HQ. Yeah, Mogo doesn't like anyone, and now the entire unit is living on him. So yeah, that's uh, I thought that was interesting. Uh, what about the next story? Uh, Abin Sir. I'm pretty sure Abin Sir is the next one. I think it's Abin Sir. Yeah. Because yeah. well, they had the, they, oh, the yeah. they, they attacked. Yeah, and she got knocked out. And she got knocked out. Then it was. And then Sinestro was the one telling her about Abin, sir. Yeah, because like, let me tell you about my friend. Which makes sense because, um, as you are, or as the hint is given earlier, if you didn't already know this, Abin, sir, is who Hal's ring came from. And they show you that whenever they show Avra, and then the f- subsequent 
ring holders from there. So it was Avra, oh, yeah, they... somebody, 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 Abinsur, Hal. So, yeah. Um, of course, Hal has the OG's actual ring. but well, He's the know. main character. <laughs> exactly. So, like, of course. But, yeah. So Abinsur's uh, story, what'd you think? That red dude was a problem. And then I'm also like, why would you let your ring get that low? Like, that's like living with your phone on 5% and hoping for the best. So a question for you. Are you familiar with any of the other lantern ring colors? There's yellow and red, right? And then there's, those are the big two, the other big two, right? And then there's a few, like a purple one or something like that. So pretty much every main color has one and then white and black and all that. But um, so the thing with this is we actually like I'm glad you mentioned yellow and red because both of those are relevant with this particular story. So we see in Atrocitus's um, flash forward that Sinestro develops the yellow ring core through fear. Right Mm -hmm. now, the red rings are rage and atrocitus is the first red ring holder now this atrocitus looked very different than i know atrocitus to look to the point where i didn't know it was atrocitus until they called him that so if you google or if you look up atrocitus you'll be like yeah he's red but that's the only thing that he has in common with this guy because that is not my Atrocitus. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know Atrocitus well enough to know like his life before becoming a Red Lantern. But Red Lantern, like, you know, each color is fueled by something. So Green Lanterns are fueled by will, Yellow Lanterns are fueled by fear, uh, Red Lanterns are fueled by rage. And so when you get a red ring, like all of the blood leaves your body and your body is ju- like, it's just replaced with pure anger and fury and rage pretty much and um yeah when you get your red lantern ring like i think all like the blood just escapes your body and yeah it's it's uh it's 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 ugly but uh yeah. that's kind of what rage is so i don't know much about atrocitus i don't know if atrocitus is in fact a prophet um but I do know that I was very confused when they started calling that thing Atrocitus because that is not what Atrocitus looks like in my head. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, that was a good one. And that was the last story time before we're just in present day, right? Mm-hmm. And then in present day, it's just kind of, okay, this is what we're doing. So Corona shows up and uh, Corona's a fucking problem. Yeah. Krona's huge, and Krona got shadow demons, and Krona's just kind of uh, obliterating people, and the Guardians were correct to take him seriously, because in the beginning, Sinestro's like, aren't we, like, overreacting a little bit? And the Guardians like, uh, no, we're not. You have not seen what I've seen. This dude is serious. So We're gonna come in here and start smoking some fools. We gotta yeah, leave. <laughs> yeah, we're leaving. Get your shit. We're leaving. <laughs> Uh, like we've already we've already the Bible up, so uh, get your yeah. Shit. They were like they were like this, and then now the library. <laughs> yeah, first the Bible, then all the other books. <laughs> but um, yeah, 
he and and the fact that he was yellow made sense um because you know they hate the color yellow or whatever mm-hmm. and um I don't know much about Krona, but Krona sounds like one of those like large scale universe style villains that like doesn't show up often and requires a whole lot to handle. Um, he may be specific to the Green Lanterns, but I don't remember seeing Krona in any of the Justice League things that I have consumed. So, well, yeah. Um, usually, Krona means like time to me. Like whenever if something is named Krona, I feel like they usually are involved with time. So the fact that this wasn't uh surprised me a little bit but um i like that their solution was just we throw a planet at him mogo <laughs> like how do you defeat antimatter with matter so we throw a planet at him and i was like uh, but if everything is matter like how did he come out of a star that's matter so like, yeah, yeah, like how was there a rift that was letting all the little shadow demons come out and then eventually he just like walks out of it later? Like what? Yeah, <laughs> like I didn't I didn't understand that, but I guess they you know, comic book science is stupid. And I could spend all day being mad about that, but there are dudes with green rings flying in space and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I guess if throwing a planet is how you kill him, that's how you kill him. And that's fine. So, you know, they got the W. That's what's important. And, you know, Mogo had a lot to do with that. Because if it wasn't for Mogo, wouldn't have happened. Could you imagine if they didn't have the Mogo story in there? And then it just... Yeah, and Mogo just showed up. up. People would have been like, what the hell is that? Yeah. If if they hadn't told us about Mogo and then Mogo just appeared, it'd be like, what in the hell? Like, it, there's <laughs> there's a Green Lantern planet. Like, what? Why aren't y'all there? So yeah, um, I'm glad. Yeah, they needed to tell us about Mogo first because if Mogo just appeared, uh, people who don't know what's going on would have been super confused. Yeah. So, how did you feel about uh the art style here? Um. I mean, just with what DC you have consumed already, um, what did you what did you think? Uh, did you like the art style? Do you prefer a different art style? Did, were you indifferent about it? What uh, what were your thoughts? I liked it. I think for the most part, because it was like everybody was there. You knew who people were. Like you could tell because you know, like sometimes the art style when it changes or it's like a new version of it, you're like that doesn't look like that person so you were able to like really conceptualize it so I didn't like really think anything about it um much so yeah I guess I was kind of indifferent about it (laughs) and that's that's um I mean I asked this question because usually you feel one of three ways either you really really like the art style you don't like the art style or you're indifferent about it and Because sometimes the art style can be like off-putting or the, you know, style that they chose just isn't right for this. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, it uh, it can vary. I'm kind of also in the middle. Like it didn't bother me, but it's not my favorite art style. So it just kind of was. And that's fine. So, yeah, I feel like I feel like everybody made sense um, and everybody looked appropriate i guess Mm -hmm. um 
how did you feel about the voice cast? Nathan Fillion. I, I love Nathan Fillion. Nathan Fillion is like, if there's a role that asks for or requires a white dude, I'm probably going to suggest Nathan Fillion. Like he's my knee jerk. They should use Nathan Fillion. Like if they did a live action green, I, he's who I wanted to be Hal when they did when they were talking about live action Green Lantern. Like Nathan Fillion. I also want Nathan Fillion to be Booster Gold, but you know, I Nathan Fillion can't be everybody, and I don't like it. I kind of want Nathan Fillion to be everybody. He's just so great and charismatic with everything. Because he, like, at the end of it, like, they're flying off. He goes, let me tell you about the time where I was fighting this thing and my only help was a squirrel. And I was just like, yeah, he, he he's the only one able to sell that line. <laughs> yeah. So, love Nathan Fillion. Um, and I think that if Nathan Fillion was Green Lantern moving forward, that'd be fine with me. Because, again, I'm not a huge fan of Hal, but if it was Nathan Fillion, that might help. It did help. Because I was like, oh, okay. And then he started talking. And then all I could think was Richard Castle? Because <laughs> he was in Castle? Yep. Castle is, like, the first time I remember seeing him and being like, I think I like Nathan Fillion. Yeah. And then I feel like I just started seeing him all over the place. And I was like, this is fine. He just makes cameos in everything. <laughs> and it's great. Uh, it's it's yeah and he this is not his only dc project because dc is very good about keeping people around and reusing them and utilizing uh the talent that they have used before and so if you've seen the second suicide squad movie nathan fillion is the one whose arms detach (laughs) that's funny (laughs) yeah and uh he dies but that's fine a lot of them die in that a lot of them die (laughs) I really liked Nathan Fillion in Santa Clarita's Diet. Like, that was very much a random... Like, he was ahead for a lot of it. (laughs) And that's fine. So, yeah. Just, uh... I'm I'm glad that it was Nathan Fillion. Mm -hmm. So, um... But, yeah. There were, uh... I like the voice... I think I like a British Sinestro. Yeah, it's very, like soothing because i feel like he's kind of the one that's very like level-headed very like hey this is this is the way we do things at least in this one he was because he was like here's his story (laughs) and and they only sprinkled in that he's evil like eventually like i because this is the only time i've seen a story where like sinestro isn't the bad guy yeah because i was like oh okay he's like not over here causing problems (laughs) Because that's, yeah, like, we know Sinestro as the guy, like, as the arch nemesis, as Mm -hmm. the the biggest rival of. Because, as we know, comic books will usually have a guy who can do the exact same thing as you as your arch nemesis. Yeah. Uh, Not always, but in most cases. And so Sinestro is that for Hal. Like, he's the, the parallel. And so to see Sinestro be a good guy this entire movie was interesting to me because that's not usually what we see. And this movie kind of goes in contrast from the other Green Lantern movie, because in the first Green Lantern movie, first flight, uh, we see Sinestro go evil in that. And he goes evil for Hal's first mission. 
in this, obviously, Hal been around for a minute to the point where he's the elder statesman telling stories, and Sinestro is still a good guy. Something's wrong in that timeline right there. I mean, and that's why these movies are not connected to each other. They are both standalone. Like, they do not... Um, they don't connect at all, and that's for the best. But I... I thought it was, I, I like the idea of seeing a pre-yellow Sinestra mm-hmm. uh, for the entire movie. Because in the other movie, we see that he's green for the majority of the movie, and then we see him go yellow. But in this one, like, we only see a flash forward to the future. Uh, we never actually see it happen in the timeline that we're in right now. Um, just like we don't see Atrocitus become a red ring wearer. I almost called him a red ranger. Um, the the red ring yeah red, he's red lantern a, there it is he's in a he's in a prison yeah <laughs> and uh, i mean this movie doesn't have a sequel as far as i know so that's just where he gonna be until further notice because i wondered if this movie was going to get a sequel because Avin sir you know was told sinestro was going to be a problem and Sinestro is the one who said to Aresia, like, hey, it looks like you fulfilled the prophecy of destroying Oa. Yeah. Like, and then I also uh, love how Avinsar was like, not my friend. Yeah, not my he Sinestro. May, he may not believe in destiny, but he would never. He would never. <laughs> Plot twist, my guy. You didn't live to see it. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Atrocitus was not wrong eventually. Or maybe this is a universe where that never happens. We don't know because there's no sequel. So, you know, who knows? Um, But yeah, do you have any other thoughts on the movie? Was there anything else you noticed, anything else you saw that you want to bring up or talk about? Uh, She made the book, so she's in the Bible now. She's in the Bible now. She got her (laughs) own story. And Hal said, look, you got your own story now. Congratulations. I was like, oh, look at that. Just tying, tying up that little loose end at the end clean send off <laughs> and so you could almost argue that she's the main character in this movie because hal is the one on the cover but she's the one who's getting all of the lessons she's mm-hmm. the one who comes up with the idea to win and she's the one who makes the bible so you could argue Aresia is the main character in this film yeah because we see her pretty much from like the beginning because you see her running to go see what's going on and then it's she's in the one in line charging her ring where Kilowog's bumping into her every five seconds. And so, yeah, I feel like she's she was, I think, more of a main character. So, you know how um, you're familiar with the MCU. Um, so with how they are currently in the process of introducing all of these young superheroes and bringing in like the new blood and all of that Mm. that's what this felt like if it would have kept going it would have felt like Hal was kind of passing the torch on to Aresia to now be the face that's Mm. what this movie felt like as I was watching it now of course I know that there's no sequel but if there was one it would have felt like oh she's the future yeah Like, whenever Sinestro does go evil, Hal is going to die or be mortally wounded, and she's going to have to be the one to rise up and willpower her way out of this. And then John will show up. and (laughs) Yeah, you know, we'll get John because, and for all we know, there were, like, whenever Crona uh, clapped, a lot of people died. And uh, John might get one of those rings. Who knows? But... 
Scale of one to ten. What are you giving this movie? Ooh. I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna go with this. Hmm. This is hard. <laughs> Just because John's not in it, <laughs> I'm gonna go with a seven. <laughs> okay. Okay. Not mad at the bias. That's fine. Um, I'm I'm thinking six point five. Yeah. Um, because it's a little better than a six, but it's not quite a seven for me. Um, there sense. are some there are some good things, but like I wasn't blown away or anything. And that's not just because me and Green Lantern don't, you know, get along like that. But, you know, it just wasn't spectacular. And that's OK. Um, I, I will say this is the movie, It, in my opinion, after this is when it gets real good. Like this is the movie. This is the like. This movie is like in the middle, like not like it's on the bottom end of like the quality but like from here on for a while straight hitters Mm -hmm. and i am excited it's gonna be great um because yeah this is the last just okay movie for a minute like everything that comes after this i love dearly for a while um the next probably five six seven episodes hitters so it's gonna be fun so you say seven uh i think that's reasonable um i don't have a problem with that i think that uh that makes sense so um yeah this is the there is a john stewart solo green lantern movie um it's gonna be a while before we discussed that one like a that long. one's new isn't it like it's like last year it came out or something like that <laughs> yeah like it's it's pretty new like it's a uh, it's 2022 mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure so yeah like that it's it's a uh, yeah that one is 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 pretty new so it's gonna be a long while before we cover that one but you know that's okay uh we got time we're gonna we're gonna make it through all of them that's why we're here and so in the next episode we will be discussing Batman Year One. And so until then, salutations. Salutations.